Hi, I'm Cho Minardi. And I'm Chloe Mao. And we want to introduce you to The Run Through with Vogue, hosted by us. Yay! It's a weekly podcast featuring the most riveting news in fashion and culture. Expect to hear Vogue's take on the headlines, plus undertold stories from around the globe. Join us for intimate interviews with cover stars, celebrities, and other Vogue editors who help us understand the forces shaping our cultural moment. You'll hear from guests like Michaela Cole, Chelsea Manning, Natalia Vodianova, and designers like Simon Portjacmus and Bottega Veneta's Mathieu Blazet. Keep listening for a preview of our first episode featuring Serena Williams and Black Panther costume designer Ruth Carter. And don't forget, the run-through is now available wherever you're listening or via the link in this episode's show notes. Enjoy! Okay, Choma, it's time for our favorite headlines from this week. The big story this week is obviously the midterm elections. Don't worry, team. Typically, we will start with something a little more classically Vogue or fashion, but this week, voting is in Vogue, and so it's the top story. The election results were not the ones that many people were expecting, certainly not what the Republicans were expecting, which was a red wave. Um, More of a ripple, I would say, right? Yeah, it was just a little, a breath, a sort of, (laughs) a red We are grateful. We are grateful. (laughs) As, you know, everyone keeps banging on about, typically the midterms are a repudiation of the party in power. So that's why everyone was so worried or Democrats were so worried. I won't say everyone. And that is not the result that came to pass. It was a particularly bad night for Trump Republicans. Trump was pissed, according to Maggie Haberman. Right. And wasn't he blaming his, his wife, Melania? Never thought I'd say this, but poor Melania. She's just minding her own business, watching Real Housewives of Atlanta at Mar-a-Lago, and this Oompa Loompa barges in blaming her for Dr. Oz losing. Let's be honest, Melania was not his problem. Crudite, among many other things, was Dr. <laughs> Oz's problem. Uh, that is no one's fault but his own. Uh, <laughs> but we love Fetterman, right? Oh, I, that, to me, was the most exciting race to follow. Yeah. It was like this operatic highs, lows, evil you know, winning, it had all the characters and all of the the thrill. And I think Fetterman is, I find him extremely appealing. I think his wife is a very exciting sort of next generation of uh, political spouse. She's outspoken. She's an activist. Um, She has an amazing immigrant background story. Mm. Uh, Emma Spector did a profile on her for Vogue.com. That was really interesting that, that did a great job of sort of laying out who she is. So I'm very excited for them as the first family of Pennsylvania. I do have a question, being Uh-oh. a Brit and not voting and not being able to participate in this great... You're like my, my <laughs> already my two-year-old who got his I'm a future voter sticker. I'm, I'm a future voter. <laughs> future voter. What is a runoff and why do we need it in Georgia? Because I'm very troubled by Herschel Walker. I know, and Raphael Warnock's so such a cutie. Yeah. Um, he actually came by the offices. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Was he adorable? Yeah, he's great. All he's right. great. Very compelling. Is it rude to call him adorable since he's this impressive politician? No, I, I, to me that's, <laughs> that's a compliment. Warm, warm, yeah, okay. warm and adorable. <laughs> so Georgia has to have a runoff because that state requires a candidate receives 50% in order to win. And wow. it was so close that it was like 49.4 for Warnock and 48.8 for uh, Walker. And there's this libertarian candidate, I think his name is Chase Oliver, who got 2% and Mm. pretty much screwed the pooch for Raphael Warnock. This seems so unfair, so we'll have to wait to December. Yeah, which is what happened last time, too. 
Hmm. We need a feel-good story. Who is kind of like a well, young, I mean, unexpected God, person? Well, I won against Lee Zeldin. That's an you right. know, a upbeat yeah. moment well, that for everyone because that was <laughs> slightly terrifying. And then I don't. I was impressed. There was this great um, 25-year-old Gen Zer Maxwell Frost who is uh, just one for Congress in Florida. On Fox News, everyone was talking about DeSantis as he was their big winning moment of the night. And so Maxwell Frost was a nice um, sort of uh, juxtaposition to that and really felt like a a hopeful um, Gen Z future of the Democratic Party. Yeah, I hope he can shake things up. Okay, well, in Vogue world, the big news was J-Lo on the the December cover. J-Lo forever. Oh, J-Lo, J-Lo, that cover. The December issue of Vogue. You know, her in that red Valentino dress. Fun fact, that's actually a reference to a Gordon Parks photo of Eartha Kitt from Life. Oh, cool. Anyway, we should get down to what was in the interview. Uh, Yeah, the piece was written by Rob Haskell, who's sort of a master of the celebrity interview genre, because it really is an art form, trying to get them to open up to you, but also probing deeper. And he is so good at that. And you, this interview really proves that, because she is... So intimate with him. You get such a warm portrait of who she is. It's very emotional, uh, very tender. A little cheesy for my taste, but that's fine. You know, live her live her truth. I'm here for the cheese. Yeah. So, Chama, fashion had a big night this week. CFD Awards. CFD Awards are, what would you say, like the Oscars of fashion? Yeah, something like that. And it's a little, it's not quite that. It's, uh, let's say the Independent Spirit Awards of fashion. The Gotham Awards of fashion. Sure, sure. <laughs> Yeah, I think for me, the biggest takeaway was, wow, we've we've got this new generation of young talent. There were so many names that were nominated that were brand new that I think a lot of people in the audience might not have heard of. And it feels like, a, you know, there's this this kind of like awakening for New York fashion. Um, That's exciting. Yeah, yeah. I think it was cool. I mean, particularly love that Raul Lopez of Loire won. He's someone I've been had my eye on for a long time. And such a great designer and really cool. He won cool. Accessories Designer of the he Year. He won Accessories Designer of the Year and gave a super emotional speech, which was really moving. Talked about his family and, um, yeah. Where's his family there? Um, I don't know if his family were there. You know, who was there was Cher, which was amazing. Oh, with the 36-year-old boyfriend? No, but I had my eyes peeled for a sighting. <laughs> I have been in a bit of a TV rut. I'm a big... Um, BBC BritBox fan and been watch a lot of Miss Marple and <laughs> really could use a new show. So the uh, airing of White Lotus uh, last week has been thrilling to me. The first season I thought was brilliant and I'm delighted by this season so far. It's all new characters except for Jennifer Coolidge set in Sicily. First season was set in Hawaii and it's Mike White writing it again. He wrote and directed every episode and it's the same, just blissfully savvy skewering of the upper class. Oh. Right? Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, I was getting withdrawals after Game of Thrones. Oh, wow. And did House of Dragons. Mm-hmm. So I always need a Sunday night fix. And, and like, White Lotus continually delivers. Yeah. And you can obviously read about all of these things on Vogue.com. J-Lo, White Lotus, CFTAs, The Election, Giselle Fetterman. We're going to take a short break. Then we'll hear from Serena Williams and Black Panther costume designer Ruth Carter. It was just a few months ago that Serena Williams announced that she's taking a step back from tennis. And that was in the September issue of Vogue, which was pretty major. But ever since, in Serena fashion, 
She's staying extremely busy. It's hard to keep up. She's written a new children's book that's already a bestseller, The Adventures of Quay Quay, with a matching doll. And don't worry, Quay Quay has over 300,000 Instagram followers. And we'll hear more about being a mom, a business powerhouse, and venture capitalist with Serena Ventures. But here's something about Serena you might not know. I love comics. I don't know if anyone knows that about me. I've been in love with Marvel Universe for a very long time. So obviously when Black Panther came out, I already knew about it. I've been following, um, in particular, I followed the Avengers for a while before the movies came out. Honestly, it was animation that I followed and then the comics. So I really kind of know all the back history and the backstory of all of them. As a kid or like as you were older, when when did it start? As a kid, I was more into um, DC comics. Okay. So it goes way, 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 way back. I mean, I'm talking about the super old Superman from forever ago. But I think everyone fell in love with Marvel because they did so much with everything, you know, and they just started hammering out amazing movies. And so ever since I can remember, I've just been a fanatic of comics. And then through that, I just like obviously started watching animated stuff and then fell in love with Black Panther, too. I think everyone fell in love with Black Panther. I'm pretty much just a comic head. So I like I liked all the (laughs) comics. And did did your sister like them too? Like, was it a family thing? Yeah, she liked them too. We never really collected them, which was a shame, but she always kind of enjoyed them as well. And, you know, whenever you can kind of be a superhero in your mind, it just kind of is cool, you know, or you just have this feeling of something greater. I've heard you've said before that it's a tie between Iron Man and Black Panther as your favorite character. What is it about those two that really sticks out to you? What What is it about superheroes that you find endlessly kind of captivating? Well, first of all, I love this conversation. Second, um, <laughs> second, um, you know, one thing I love about the Marvel Universe is that a lot of their superheroes are just geniuses and things. I just really think that's really cool. And I mean, I like Black Panther because someone I can relate to, he's Black, and that was kind of cool. And it makes you think of Africa and what could have been of Africa and if Africa was able to hold their resources, their natural resources. So, yeah, you know, it just makes you think. I think the whole story of Wakanda just kind of makes you think. I love Iron Man, too, because, I mean, he's Iron Man and he's awesome. And and I love how he's a genius. I love how his superpower is like his brain. That just, like, is the (laughs) ultimate It's more reasonable in terms of like, okay, my brain is not definitely not my superpower, but I have a better chance of that being my superpower as opposed to like being able to fly, you know? So (laughs) yeah, I think, I think I like Iron Man because he's someone that I think a lot of people can relate to more per se than, than not. Is Olympia into comics yet? She is. And so she wants to watch the Avengers, of course, because I still watch the animated stuff and um, (laughs) they always have new stuff coming out in way different storylines. And she's like, let's watch the Avengers. And I'm like, well, she's five, so maybe <laughs> not. Might be a little mature. So she watched other superhero shows that are more age appropriate. Thanks for listening to this preview of The Run Through with Vogue. Head over to our feed to hear the rest of this interview with Serena Williams and an interview with Black Panther costume designer Ruth Carter. And don't forget to follow The Run Through with Vogue to stay up to date on new episodes.